millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, the Renault Dealer of the Year and most Google-reviewed dealership in Ireland. For award-winning customer service you can trust, visit us today. Blackstone Motors, drive with peace of mind. 041-983-1100. Hello there and you're very welcome to The Late Lunch on LMFM with myself, Joan Larkin, sitting in for Jerry today and indeed until Friday. So I hope you can stay with us. We've a packed show ahead. It's all things Christmassy on the late lunch today. Music, toys, movies and fashion. But we're kicking off the show with the toys. Now it seems the entire country was watching the toy show on television last Friday night. The studio absolutely filled to the roof with books and toys of all descriptions. But we're wondering what are the must-have toys this year? The things that are on the top of the list for Santa. Well, joining me on the line to chat about this is Smith's Toys Stephen Timlin. Hi Stephen, how are you? Hi John, how are you doing? Thanks a million for joining me on Late Lunch today. No problem. Tell me something, it must be getting very busy for you guys right now. Yeah, it's a little hectic alright. What are the toys <laughs> that are topping the list, the must-haves, the favourites this year Stephen? Um, I suppose obviously there's, uh, there's LOL dolls would be a big one. Okay, um, let me stop the you there. Side of it. Let yeah. me stop you. LOL dolls. <laughs> Will you please explain? I have the list in front of me and I have to tell you there's not much I recognise there from when my kids were small. LOL. <laughs> Stephen, tell yeah. me. So yeah, LOL is a huge craze and at the moment um, for the girl side of it. It's, um, you know, they're basically a little doll that comes wrapped in a, you know, there's a few different types of things but like like a ball basically mm. so and it's like uh, unwrapping a present but there could be several layers that you have to unwrap and right. each piece you unwrap you get uh, you know you might get a shoe like a shoes or a bottle or stickers and then eventually you'll get to the, the doll in the middle and you can put all their accessories on them so, so you got to build it to yourself is it you got to put this doll yeah, together yeah you get well yeah the doll itself comes together you just have to add the mm. accessories onto it but okay. these are collectible so they're all the kids are looking for certain types and unfortunately oh. they're all obviously you can't see which doll is in the in oh, the pack okay. when you so get it so sight unseen so Santa Claus yeah, is just picking yeah. them up and uh, he doesn't know what's in there yeah yeah and there's you know they they collect they start to collect them all and there's particular ones then you can get that are quite rare and things like that so right. Um, but yeah, this is huge. And then there's obviously there's there's there are all sorts of accessories now and other items to go along with them. Mm. You know. So, so looking yeah. down the list here, Stephen, I see uh, number one something called Operation Escape. What's that about? Operation Escape is uh, it's a board game. Um, so you know, and it's basically there's a number of things in there that you have to use your head, you know, to to figure out to be able to escape. Um, so you know, there's ones where your fingers are locked into it and you have to get the code and things like that. There's a few different little 
sort of mini games like that now, which have been very popular. It's a board game, is it? it yeah, well, we, we would call it a board game. It's sort of a, you know, um, like an adventure sort of game um, where okay. you're, you're working out things. But yeah, you'd play it against time and against each other. Kind of like the escape rooms. Is it the same kind of yeah, idea? same things, but in a box. <laughs> uh, escape room in a box. Okay, yeah, all right. So what else is on the list that's surprising? Um, well, we have Poopsie Unicorn. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. Now, come here. Like, we're talking about this in the office this morning. A unicorn that poops. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, you know, I think over the last, you know, year, we've had a, bit, a, a big, you know, craze on slime. Um, yeah, and this is just an this is an addition to uh, to that. Um, so basically, it's a lovely unicorn that looks lovely, right? Um, uh, but then obviously you feed her, and she poos. <laughs> what do you slime. feed her? You feed her slime or something? Yeah, you it? get you get feed, you get these sachets that you make okay. up and you feed that to her, and then she poos. Okay, lovely rainbow coloured slime, or and then you, know, you blue and <laughs> blue slime. What do you do with the slime then? You play with the poop. You play, they play with the poop. <laughs> okay, exactly. Right. And you get you get key rings and things like that with a few little accessories with it. Yeah, but yeah, that's been that's been very popular on the back of the whole slime craze, which which really actually kicked off this time last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I the hardest thing to get last year was yeah. a slime set. Yeah, uh, when yeah. I was in school, slime was was on the go. I can remember having it in the classroom when I shouldn't have yeah. had. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but this is a, there's a huge thing going into now, like kids making slime themselves. Mm. You know, it's a whole crafts, arts and crafts type thing. And, yeah. and this is just a, an add-on to that. And, you know, she has, there's another, uh, instead of uh, Louis Vuitton, we have Pui Vuitton bag okay. from That's the same. Brilliant. <laughs> so, brilliant. And shaped like a lovely Louis Vuitton bag and all. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so that, that, you know, the, the Poopsie's been really popular. And so, what know, about, I, I see on the list as well, Harry Potter's still on the go. Yeah, Harry Potter's made a big comeback this year. Um, yeah. I suppose, you know, Lego have relaunched some of their, you know, well, some new lines um, for mm. Lego Harry Potter. And it's probably about 10, maybe more years ago that Harry Potter Lego was absolutely huge yeah. with the Hogwarts Castle. Yeah. And this year it's the Hogwarts Great Hall and a few other lines. And yeah, that's really, you know, really kicked it on into, you know, that even the, like on the toy side of it as well. Yeah. Not just the Lego, like there's, you know, the wands and dolls and things like that now have, have become very, very popular. Uh, Harry Potter so, yeah. is a phenomenon, isn't it? It's been oh, going yeah. now for years. There's a whole new yeah. generation of kids now introduced yeah. to Harry Potter, isn't there? There is, yeah. No, certainly. That's, you can see the age group that come, that's coming in. It's not kids that were reading at seven, eight, you know, ten years ago, you know, or watching yeah. the movies then. It's a new, as you say, it's a, it's a whole new group of kids coming in. All the little that ones. Are, that, yeah. yeah, all the little ones coming in that are either reading the books or watching the movies. And, you know, it's, it's, there has been sort of maybe a, a lack of, of toy there for them yeah. and in, you know, in general circulation. And, and this year now it's different and it's back there and it shows how popular it still is. And yeah. you know what I want to ask you? I was in a Smith's Toys branch last week. I saw yeah. something on the shelves I haven't seen for maybe 15 years or more. Tamagotchis. Are they back? Are they back? Because Stephen, I remember these years ago, right? They were so popular. They were banned from schools. My kids weren't allowed to bring them in. And then they were left at home for the parents to look after. And I can very well remember forgetting all about this Tamagotchi and the tears when they came home and realised the Tamagotchi was dead because I didn't feed it. Now, I saw them on the shelves the other day. (laughs) My heart went a bit cold. I thought, oh God, are they back? Are they yeah, back? They, they're back? Yeah, they're back. They're, they're not, certainly wouldn't be as big as they were maybe back then. But they've they've made a few comebacks over mm. the years. And um, this is you know they've been back probably about three or four times since they were they were a huge craze as you say about fifteen years ago. Yeah. Um, but I suppose back then they were out there on their own. 
uh, in regards to that type of thing. Now there's so many things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of that sort of way you're looking after yeah. their pets or, or what, you know, there's there's watches with them on it and things like that. Yeah, so. there's a huge resurgence in, in tech toys from about 10 or 15 years ago. Is it right that the Game Boy, the original one, is back? Like a retro a, Game Boy? It's a retro Game Boy. It's not, um, like Nintendo themselves have brought out two retro consoles, the NES and the SNES, over the last two years. And then there's a there's a new gaming console, handheld gaming console that looks very similar to the the uh, the Game Boy, but it's mm. not called the Game Boy. Um, but similar, very you know has Tetris and all of these on it. Yeah. Yes. So tech yeah. is still huge, isn't it? Really, all oh, your, your yeah yeah all, all that side of it, all the yeah. software, the gaming, and all that is still very so very popular. Yeah. All these kids sitting indoors, glued to screens. What about outdoor stuff, Stephen? Bicycles, uh, skateboards, all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, this is you know you know. Outside, you know, outside the summer again, like obviously Christmas is a huge time for bikes and wheel toys, scooters, skateboards. Mm. You know, it's still all there, still very popular. And um, yeah, I have a little bit of personal experience, Stephen. I was on Amazon last a couple of weeks ago, there about half twelve at night when I should have been in bed, and I bought myself a pair of roller skates. <laughs> yeah, I actually bought. I saw boot skates. I couldn't believe it. They were back now. Not the inline things. I can't be dealing with those. The ones with the four wheels and the big yeah. lump at the front to stop you. Yeah, I bought them. I've used them. I was in bed. Oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't fall, you, but I used. <laughs> oh, look at I use muscles I haven't used for years, and uh, yeah. but I did skate on them, and I do intend to get good on them because I used to be good. But I couldn't believe it. I saw these boot skates back yeah, again. We've- yeah, we've sold like the quad skates, you know, the four wheel skates. We've mm. um, we've sold them now for we've always sold them, um, and like that, yeah, they they were always very popular. You know, they never really they never really lose it. Yeah, you know? yeah. They, um, we still have kids, you know, young kids coming in and and the adults coming in, wondering can they get them in their side? Hey, you <laughs> but, can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, you know, so it's uh, yeah, they've always been very popular and, and probably nearly more so than the the inline, as you say now. Yeah, and yeah. what about the old board games? You know, yourself usually after the Christmas dinner, it used to be a thing. Oh, well, when I was growing up, the big one was Cluedo. I got that from Santa yeah. one year. Cluedo, yeah. Scrabble, the old Trivial Pursuit. Any of those still still on the yeah, go? All all of the regulars are all still there. You still have your Scrabbles, Monopolies, Cluedos. All of those are still there. You know, yes, the board games are sort of moved on a little bit as well to, you know, say we like obviously we had Pie Face a couple of years ago and things like that. And it sort of mm. moved you know, the very popular ones are always something that's, you know, you know, the kids just think it's it's gross, you know, so it's cool. Oh so, really? Like so for example we have Pimple Pete this year. Oh God, I saw that. I saw it advertised. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're pulling pimples from Pete's face and I'm sorry if you, if you pull the wrong one you get you get a squirt of water. Uh, it's just water. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you know the, the kids love this you know like you, you would have seen mm. on the Late Late Show the kid with the, 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 the toilet and they were flushing the toilet until yeah. whatever jumped out jumped out um, oh, God, so yeah. yeah the kids love these ones um, I know my daughter has uh, is asking Santi for a number, a couple of games like that this year so yeah and but I see I, at the top of the list uh, Jumanji I mean I know the movie but how is that a board game? Um, it's it's very it's based on the the movie and basically mm. it looks very similar to the the board game in the movie, um, and it's you know but it's been it's been very very popular since it came out earlier this year. It's been doing really well. You know, as I say, you'd wonder how it would play, but you know, from all accounts, it plays yeah. very very well. And yeah. Stephen, yesterday we had a young lady in here, and she had a traditional uh, wooden doll's house with her that she had um, redecorated, and she's she's selling it for charity. Is there anything like that on the market nowadays, like the old wooden doll's house or wooden toys, even? Yeah, no, we do a full range of wooden toys, and um, you know, right from your 
you know, preschoolers right up to, as you say, the, the lovely doll's houses. And um, mm. we do a couple of different doll's houses in the in the wood. And, um, you know, and again, at this time of the year, it would always be very, very popular. Um, so, yeah, there's, a, there's you know, there is there's a full range of wooden toys. Like we have a number of ranges this year now, more so than any other year. Yeah, that are that's, doing very that's, well. And, you know, it's a really to lovely know. toys. Yeah. One last question for yourself. Yeah. Tell me what was your own personal favourite toys when you were growing up, Stephen? Well, I'm not going to give away my age or anything like that, but now I suppose Star <laughs> Wars would have been, it would have been Star Wars and, and Lego. Would Star have been Wars my and Lego? Was, yeah, they would have been my, my thing when I was younger. But yeah, certainly. Oh, really? And what, what do you mean? Was it a Star Wars Lego set, a full building the ship and all no, of that well, sort of stuff? Yeah, well, the Lego sets. Well, unfortunately, in my time, they didn't have Lego Star Wars. You know, that, that came ah, later. Okay. This would have been the... This would have been back to the Kenner days and, you know, the original stuff. All oh, right. OK, OK. <laughs> yes. Lovely. You know, until my mother gave it away to somebody. And, she didn't. You know, uh, oh, she did. My oh. full collection was given away. And Oh, yeah. have you forgiven yeah. her for that? Well, we're, we're still, we're getting over it. We're getting over it. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a memory like that myself where I had a beautiful Spanish doll in a box, beautiful big doll. I came home from school one day and the two younger sisters had it in bits on the floor. I still remind my mother about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it in every Christmas. So much so that she bought me a Millennium Falcon two years ago to try oh, and make up. But anyway, <laughs> Stephen, listen, it's been great. Thanks a million. I want to thank no you for taking the time to to talk to me this afternoon. It's such a busy time of the year for you. Very happy Christmas to you, Stephen, and, and your family. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, the Renault Dealer of the Year and most Google-reviewed dealership in Ireland. For award-winning customer service you can trust, visit us today. Blackstone Motors, drive with peace of mind. 041-983-1100. Welcome back to The Late Lunch and don't forget you can text or WhatsApp us on 0861-800-658. Well now, it seems... Christianity is alive and well here in the Northeast as a Catholic parish gift shop has reportedly already run out of traditional Christmas cribs after hundreds of them were snapped up from the shelves in the last few weeks. Louise Dunleavy is from St Mary's Parish Shop in Navan and she's with us to tell us a bit more. How are you, Louise? Hi, Joan. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. Delighted to have you, Louise. It's a strange old country we live in, really, isn't it? On one hand, we hear the priests are crying out for people to come back to Mass. And then on the other hand, we hear this, that the cribs are being sold out of the parish shop. Absolutely. Yeah, it is indeed. I suppose we we probably we do live probably in a post-Christian society now, you know, but um, we are we're busier than ever. We're busier than we've ever been. Um, this is my second Christmas in the shop. And this Christmas is far busier than last Christmas. Um, Louise, how, how many cribs would you normally have in stock at this time of the year? Well, I suppose for me, as I said, it's my second Christmas. So last mm. Christmas, um, I, I was caught unaware in terms of how many we needed. And um, I would have had to go, one of our main, our main distributors in, in Dundalk, CBC, uh, I would have had to go back, kind of trying to get more, got what I could. This year, it would have increased the order hugely. And we ran out very, very quickly, um, have managed to get more in. But they're just, as soon as they come in, they're going. There's a huge demand. Are we talking dozens or are we talking hundreds? Hundreds, hundreds, yeah. Hundreds, hundreds really? Yeah. And who's yeah. buying them, Louise? Is it older clientele coming in or, or are you seeing a variety of people coming in in age groups? A, a variety, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we start with little children's cribs, so we have gorgeous little, um, you know, wooden ones that kids can play with, you know, hardy things that can't be broken. So they will be bought by children themselves with parents. Grandparents buy them for their grandchildren. Yeah. And we would have young young couples maybe just married to want a crib then for their house for their first Christmas. Yeah. Um, and then you would have your, your young families. Um, then you, it's, it's just 
totally broad range of age from from elderly down to sort of 20s, 30s. You must have been surprised to see them selling out, were you? We are. We we are surprised, yeah. I'm not, I'm sort of not as surprised as other people are. Um, yeah. Since I've been in the shop, you know, you, you kind of see that there is there is this huge interest still. And people have this, they, they want there to be meaning in Christmas. You know, they want mm. there to be, you know, they may not even be math scores, but for yeah. them, you know, Christmas is something more than the Christmas trees and the, and the commercialism that they see maybe in, in the other shops. And yeah, because the whole idea of Christmas can be somewhat lost, can't it? And it can be buried and we sometimes do forget where it all came from. Absolutely, yeah. And we have Advent would be a big thing as well. You know, Advent wreaths, Advent candles. Um, that's, that's again, that's quite surprising. You know, the number of people that really do, you know, pay attention to Advent in their homes and they want the Advent wreath, they want the Advent candles. Um, we all had the old Advent calendars when we were growing up. Do you stock yeah, those, Louise? We do. The chocolate we ones. Huge chocolate ones. So chocolate. So this was the first year um, I got them in because they were, we always had Advent, religious Advent calendars. But these would be a chocolate one, chocolate religious version. So right, you'd open okay. the, the window with a bit of chocolate and then a corresponding story in the book about the about the countdown to the big day. So yeah. they were a huge success. So we saw some images of the cribs on social media. I was having a look. Um, you mm. posted them. People, did they respond positively to this? What was the response? They do. They respond, they respond extremely positively. Um, and I think... I think the social media has a, has a huge effect. People maybe don't think of us, or um, they see they see the crib and they're in that day. Um, the staff will report to me that you know every second customer is saying, "Saw this on social media. They saw this crib. What's you know where is the crib? I saw the white one, or the you know they sort of make reference to the color of it or what it looked like." So the social media is massive, massive for businesses, I think. But yeah, people. And then we will see this week as people begin to take their cribs out, maybe that they need need new figures or that they come in and they see the figures and they want some different figures or yeah so is it yeah and for you yourself Louise personally now just for yourself do you think it's important yeah. have you a crib at home we do have a crib at home yeah I have I have young children and so the crib would have always been the centre of our Christmas um, probably increasingly so as I work with them now um, I would probably this year will have more than one um, We mm. I bought one of the, the children's ones so the children actually play with them um, and they, they love it that's you know, yeah. They, the big they thing, the baby um, Jesus and they, I can remember when I was very small, my grandma, um, baby Jesus wasn't put in there until until Christmas morning, and that was a big deal. And I was the eldest child, and I got to do it. Did you carry on that tradition? So yeah, we, that's something I've started to do as, as a mother, as parents, that we do that. We leave baby Jesus out of the crib, and then it's a big deal on Christmas Eve. We light the candle, and we we put baby Jesus into the crib. Um, so that's something that I didn't have as a child. We didn't do that at home as a child, but I, I started that with my children. Yeah. So uh, how long are you working in the shop now, Louise? I'm there since January 2017, so coming oh. up in two years. OK, yeah. so you were around for the Pope's visit then? I was, yeah. Did you find a, a big upturn in business then? No, was. The upturn in business probably was two weeks, you know, two weeks. of, yeah. um, And everybody wanted something with his image on it. That was a, yeah. You know, so do you think, I mean, with all the cynicism in the world, do you think more people are maybe coming back to religion these days? I think they are. I think I think most people are searching for something. And, uh, you know, that's they, true. They're, they're, you know, they are. And you, we have a cohort of customers that are very, very devoted Catholics that are daily mass goers, maybe Sunday mass goers. And, and they're always there. Yeah, of but, course. Uh, but I do think maybe the social media, we're reaching out maybe to other people that maybe are not so familiar um, and they want something. You know, they want maybe a candle to a saint. They come in, they look for a novena to a saint. They may not go to mass on Sunday, but when things go wrong, this is what they, they go back to. Yeah. Maybe from their childhood or somebody yeah. recommended something. Yeah, so it's, I do yeah. think so, yeah. It's comforting, isn't it, to go back to something familiar from childhood? Mm, it, 
well, it is. I suppose when people when they're searching and they've they they've nowhere else to go, yeah. Um, this is what they come back to, and, yeah. and people report that it works. So, Louise, yeah. it's been lovely chatting to you. Very interesting. Thank you very much. I wish you the best of luck with the rest of of the Christmas season with your shop and a very happy Christmas to you and your family. Happy Christmas, Joan. Thank Thank you, you, Louise. Now we'll be talking about Christmas fashion in a few minutes after we take our first Christmas song. Here's Frosty the Snowman. LMFM with your local mace going the extra smile this Christmas for a season filled with magic. Motors Drogheda, the Renault Dealer of the Year and most Google reviewed dealership in Ireland. For award winning customer service you can trust, visit us today. Blackstone Motors, drive with peace of mind. 041 983 So it's December, the countdown to Christmas is finally here. And people already thinking about the Christmas parties and the nights out on the town that comes with this time of the year. Now, if the thoughts of what to wear to each function is sending you into a cold sweat, well, never fear. One half of the talented and ever so stylish, funky fashion frolics, Paul Carroll, is with us to give us some great advice for the festive season. Paul, you're very welcome back to Late Lunch. Joan, thank you so much. A pleasure as always. Lovely to have you here. Now, Paul, firstly, I want to congratulate you on your 
brilliant debut fashion show night at Tankerstown House there a few months back. It was a brilliant success. Thank you so much, Joan. Yes, we're, we're delighted with the outcome of the night. We're having super feedback. Um, it was a wonderful showcase of uh, local fashion and um, Irish talent and at the fabulous Tankerstown House. Yes, a, an overwhelming success. Any plans for another one next year? Uh, we're in the throes of organising spring, summer and uh, we dates to be released very soon. Yeah. Lovely, that's good to hear. So, right now on to the present day, we're in yes. December, people already heading out on Christmas parties. Paul, Absolutely. help us. Can you guide us through what to wear? I mean, what trends are hot at the minute? It seems glitter and sparkle are everywhere for women at the moment anyway, but but what is the secret to, to pulling off the perfect Christmas outfit? Yeah, well, Joan, it's like everything else. It's about going to your wardrobe and sourcing pieces that you already have. I suppose it's not a listener, a lady or a gentleman who hasn't attended a function or wedding maybe in the summer and bought that fabulous dress. And we would say, go to the wardrobe, pull out something you have already and then go with your accessories. And there's such an amazing array of stuff in the shops at the moment. A lot of it's reduced now and you can really vamp up and really upgrade something that you already have. And that's what we would say is your cost per wear is very important. Um, It's not about about going out and spending huge money on that party dress that you may wear once we would say go to your wardrobe and definitely you know there's a fabulous range and uh, array of accessories out there at the moment to vamp up that little black dress that you already have um, with some of the beautiful collars belts adding that bit of sparkle add a splash of red there's nothing like a splash of red at this time of the year but it's all about being comfortable as well Joan and Paul there's a lot of glitter around now let's be honest there's glitter there is. is every boutique you go into we're talking women's fashion now that's right glitter is just everywhere I mean not everyone can wear it or can they can everyone that's wear just, glitter well you know what it's like everything Joan it's it's what you're comfortable in and it's when you stand back from your mirror and if you feel comfortable you will look good and in fashion it's all about like every woman every man has on their body what they call their problem area and um, one of the tricks of the trade is to really divert the, the eye away from your problem area. So if somebody feels that, you know, their hips mightn't be their greatest area, you divert the eye to maybe the neckline. And that can be done, as we say, with accessories, with the sparkle. And that's where it's to add the sparkle where you feel most confident. Paul, can we talk about leopard print? It's we, absolutely everywhere. It is everywhere. I can't be dealing with it. I can't wear it. <laughs> I just can't. Can you tell me, I mean, how do you wear the leopard print well, trend? Well, I how suppose do you wear it? it's, 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 it's very much on trend and it's being blocked up now. You're, you're seeing leopard print on leopard print. Um, everybody can wear one piece maybe. Um, you know, the, the lovely way to tone leopard print down is maybe just wear something like an accessory, like a wrap or a scarf worn with black, with camel. Um, it's about toning down. If you don't feel confident enough to carry off that full leopard print, be it jumpsuit or dress, because as you say, Joan, they're everywhere at the moment. Um, can be lovely uh, toned in with red as well, leopard print and red. Um, leopard print with bottle green. Uh, there's lots of ways to do it, but it's how you feel confident and where to wear it is picking out your most confident part of your body. You've also got to remember that the festive season is probably the time where you'll be most photographed. So all of oh these God. photographs are yes. going on social media. Yeah. So you don't want to afterwards say, oh, I shouldn't have worn this or mm. shouldn't have worn that. So mm-hmm. it's about being comfortable in what you do decide to wear. And clashing prints. Have you seen this? It, it, it seems to be everywhere. It shouldn't work, but it does. But It shouldn't work, but it does. Well, if it's yeah. done properly, Joan, and like it's like your your checks and your florals. It's all going on like on the runways at the moment. Even for next spring, summer, we're going to be seeing more of that. Like that, if it's done properly, and you know it can be done then by toning down your accessories, like your shoes, your bag, 
um, and you know, let that clash do the talking. If if you're confident enough to pull off that look, it can work. But if you stand back in the mir- from a mirror and say, "I'm not so sure about this," well, then don't do it. Because mm. if you're not confident, you won't be comfortable. Yeah, you'll be worse party. when you actually get there to the Absolutely. party or something. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Been there, have that T-shirt, Paul. <laughs> Every, we all have, you <laughs> I doubt that you have now. Oh, you no. always look so <laughs> dapper. I've had the Miami Vice suits and so forth that I look back and I say maybe not the best idea. <laughs> right, OK, we'll just gloss over that one quickly. But supposing now, I'm, I'm myself now, I'm not that much into dresses. Yes. Suppose now I I'm, don't want to wear the dress, but I do want to dress up for my Christmas party. Yes. Have you any ideas there? I for do. someone that's not a dressy, dressy girl. I do. Um, a fabulous um, array of trousers. Uh, the Palazzo trousers are very in at the moment and they're very flashing on all body shapes. Um, your lovely Palazzo trousers, as you say, if you're the kind of dressed down or, you know, type of person, beautiful Palazzo trousers and then bring your bit of bling or your bit of glitz in with the fabulous array of tops at the moment there's beautiful tops with capes with sequins and with palazzo trousers and from the slimmest girl to the more curvy figure this is across the board look that's going to get you anywhere and Paul let's move on to the fellas now the men who are listening because I know most men now will just throw on the jeans and a shirt if they're going to a Christmas party but supposing they want to make a bit more of an effort for Christmas night out what do you think they should do right well again Joan there's such a fabulous array of um, menswear in all the menswear shops around at the moment and what we would say is is if you do own if you have a suit even something as simple as bringing your suit to the dry cleaners have it pressed have it dry cleaned and then maybe Go into somewhere and buy your maybe a dicky bow, a kerchief, a pair of flashy socks and a nice pair of shoes and it can just vamp up that suit that you already have. Really? Because most fellas I know now, they take five minutes to get ready. They just throw on the nearest pair of jeans that they have and a shirt and they're ready to go. And they're yeah. sitting downstairs then waiting for the ladies to yes, get ready. Yes. Well, you would be surprised at the amount of guys who would message Mike and I on our blog and ask for advice. And, you know, there would maybe uh, questions like, I'm feeling a bit overweight. Can I wear a waistcoat? Yes, you can wear the waistcoat if it fits you and if you're comfortable in it. And something as simple as that can give a totally different look. Do you know what I mean? So there yeah. are men now who are probably more conscious of what they wear. And Paul, do you think Irish men are catching up with the, the European fellas, you know, in terms of style? Because Irish men wouldn't have been known for their style, whereas we'll say French and Italian fellas would have been Absolutely. well known for always looking so well groomed. So are sharp. Irish men kind of getting there? They are, Joan. And I think, you know, we have the likes of Colin McGregor to thank because you see even this year and last year, the younger guys, when it came to Debs and grad season, the check suits were in. And that is all the influence of the likes of these people who are in the public eye and in the media. And yes, I think the younger generation, certainly coming up, are probably more aware of it than my generation. But it is certainly turning around. And I think talking to menswear owners um, of shops, they say, yes, the younger guys now are into their trends and um, into their styles. And grooming has become a big thing. You can see it yourself in the younger generation. You can in the younger yes. guys as well. You certainly can. Yourself and Mike are no strangers to the old check suits as well. Mike. Well, absolutely. We, we said, so you know, well. give these young lads a run for their money. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have to ask you one question. Everyone's talking about it at the minute. Holly Willoughby, the style yes. she's wearing in I'm a yes. Celebrity. An evening dress in the jungle. Yes. Well, 
Um, an evening dress in the jungle, not particularly appropriate. Um, I've seen her then, she's toning it down with the denim skirts and the whatever. I think it's like everything, Joan. I think if it's not appropriate, I wouldn't have put her in an evening dress in the jungle. I think the more um, the more pared back look for the environment, and it's a bit like a Christmas party. You know, because it's a Christmas party, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to look like a Christmas tree, you know. But <laughs> um, some of the, yes, there were a couple of nights, I, I don't know who's involved in her styling. She, obviously, she would have a fantastic team behind her. Because she is fabulous She's all the time. She's a stunning girl. Rarely I love, gets it wrong. Rarely gets it wrong. She's rarely gets gorgeous. It wrong. I'm loving even that you could say on the nights her hair is not perfect perfect and it's not meant mm. to be for where she is mm. and likewise I would say that choosing to wear a very an evening dress in that environment yeah. would not be I yeah. certainly wouldn't have put her in she can wear anything um, I think the more pair back the jeans the denims the check shirts they're getting all of that right mm. and who else do you think out there in celebrity land who do you think is getting it right who's really on point with style at the minute um, well there are so many um, so many people who get it so right and then there are so many people who get it so wrong um i think i i actually do like victoria beckham's style um yeah. i think i know she's a very very slim i do mm. like her style um i do like holly willoughby um mm. you know there are so many and coming back here and for generations i just have to mention our own Celia Holman Lee, a, yeah. a wonderful lady, Fabulous lady in Irish style. You know, a lady of a generation who gets it right every single time. Yeah, she does. She's iconic. She know. is. One last question for you, Paul. Yes, John. What about the girls out there who are not a size six? They're not a size eight. They're not even yes. a 12. Yeah. I mean, you go into the boutiques, the mannequins are tiny. The dresses on display are tiny. Yes. I mean, you know, sometimes I turn around and, yes. and walk back out of the shop myself, yes. you know. Yes. And uh, I mean, wh- what would you advise? Yes. Well, what I would advise is, and I know exactly what you mean, because we would get a lot of messages, you know, with this topic saying, I can't shop in some boutiques because yada, yada, they're sizing. And um, as much as we love to promote um, Irish boutiques and local boutiques, and we'll always say go to your local boutique first, um, fabulous, fabulous array of, of um, clothes for the more curvy figure um, on the likes of Littlewoods Ireland. Um, some of those, the online, even Evans. Evans, there's Evans and Drogheda in Scotch Hall. We've taken, Mike and I have taken girls there who would be of more curvy body shape. And they have very on-trend, very on-point um, fashion for the festive season and for every season it is out there maybe just takes a little bit more looking mm-hmm. but like that is to be comfortable going into an environment where you shop as well mm. so no matter what size you are be you a size two four six eight or or 16 18 you can look fabulous this christmas absolutely and it's about being comfortable joan whether if you're a person that feels comfortable you know we find on shopping trips a lot of girls will veer straight for black yeah. And that's a comfort zone. It's the old saviour, yeah. Yes. I'm guilty of that myself. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it is, it's a very common thing, but you can vamp up black with fabulous accessories and just make that black into something different for you. Oh, Paul, that's great advice. Thanks a million. Not it's been all. absolutely wonderful to chat with you this a afternoon. Pleasure. Thanks a million for a the pleasure. style advice. Thank you so much, Thank Joe. you, Paul. Take happy care. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to you Thank too. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So thanks to Paul for all that style advice. And don't forget, you can follow the Funky Fashion Frolics on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter for lots more. Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, the Renault Dealer of the Year and most Google-reviewed dealership in Ireland. For award-winning customer service you can trust, visit us today. Blackstone Motors, drive with peace of mind. 041 983 0100.
Welcome back to Late Lunch. A lovely text in from a listener. She says, listening to your conversations about Christmas, great time, bling bling. God bless you, Joan. What a great radio voice you just flow. Happy Christmas. Ah, Vera, that's lovely. Thank you so much, Vera. Happy Christmas. Right back at you. Now, my next guest sitting across from me here in the studio, beautiful young lady. She comes from a very musical family. Her dad at one stage um, shared a stage with perhaps the most famous group in the world, U2. But her angelic voice has taken her right around the world performing as well as performing though she teaches her own students and tomorrow night her own choir will be performing their annual Christmas concert. Sarah Bass you are very very welcome to Late Lunch. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Now you do come from a musical family as I say. Did you always want a career in music Sarah? I suppose I always I always knew I loved singing, but um, I was always very shy. And for anyone who knows me, <laughs> knows that uh, this will probably seem crazy, but um, I only sang a few lines of my, my junior surf practical and then started crying. <laughs> so I always loved singing, but I never thought that I'd actually have enough confidence to pursue a career. Right. And where did you get that confidence when you went from your exam in school and you just started to cry in the middle of it? <laughs> and how did that how does that translate into being this confident young woman on the, on the international stage? Well, I have to say, I mean, I come from a family, such a musical family, and they've always been so supportive with everything that I do. And um, once I started to go to vocal lessons, I started to, well, I started in Walton's, but then I started to train with uh, Veronica Dunn. And I suppose she really gave me the confidence because I knew how much of a big deal it was to even get accepted by her. Mm. So that was the first thing. And yeah, she really pushed me. I always had in my head that I was going to go to art college. And um, she, it was, this is just when I was doing my leaving cert. She said, no, you won't be doing that. You'll be going to music college. (laughs) So a couple of months before my leaving cert practical, um, it was a completely different thing. Um, I was, you know, planning on going to music college and the difference between my junior surf practical and my mu- my leaving surf practical were two very different things. I just really enjoyed every moment of it. And I think after my leaving surf practical, that's when I knew that this was this was for me. Can you remember what piece you did for your leaving surf practical? There, there were six pieces. Whoa, and okay. okay. <laughs> I remember I had in my head that uh, straight away after, you know, when I went into fifth year, I had my songs picked. I was doing, you know, Time to Say Goodbye and Nella oh, yeah. Fantasia, all the ones that people love. Mm-hmm. But then I went to Veronica and she said, no, you won't be doing those. Um, You'll be doing two German songs, two Italian songs, one Irish and one English. She changed my programme. I nearly had a meltdown. (laughs) It was worth it in the end. (laughs) Did you speak German, Italian and Irish or did you just learn the songs? No, no. (laughs) This was all new. But like I said, it was worth it. (laughs) Nothing like a challenge to get you spurred into action. But you have a very strong classical voice, but you've many types of influences in music. What's your own personal taste? What do you listen to? Well, it's funny. I mean, my my own personal personal tastes have have changed throughout the years but really with my voice um I think I'm not I'm not so heavily classical anymore. I, I studied opera in college, but now I'm more of a crossover. So I'd be more of a of a Catherine Jenkins or, or a Sarah Brightman. Oh right, okay. Well, that's a, that is a nice sphere to be moving in, isn't it? Now you did tour as well with the Magic of the Dance. I did. Just tell us briefly a little bit about that. Now, that was all Irish music. Yeah. So um, it was great. I just had an easy job. The dancers were on stage for about two hours, and I just had to come out and sing three lovely Irish songs. But it was great. It meant I got to travel a lot and. Mm meet some fantastic people and like I said it was an easy job three songs <laughs> and that was it that was it and you got to travel the world yes I did was it tough though anyway from home 
very tough. Um, mm. I am a homebird, and uh, I, I did I, I did get a little bit homesick, but like I said, it was it was worth it, and I got to meet some fantastic people. Great experience. So tell me, bring me up to date now, and tell me a bit about your teaching. My teaching is my real passion. So even though I I did a performance degree in college, I pretty much knew straight into it that um, the performance wasn't something that I was as passionate about I suppose Mm. as the teaching and once I started to teach I just fell in love with it so tomorrow now we've got our concert and the concert isn't a Sarah Bass concert it's more me showing off my students and two of my fantastic choirs and like I said that that really is my passion So you have two wonderful choirs you've adults an adult choir and a children's choir is it tougher to get the adults to commit to come into choir once twice a week? Well here's the thing Um, now I have a great choir a great adults choir they're called Vocal Vibes Great name (laughs) Vocal Vibes brilliant name and uh, they are fantastic we're just we just have the crack every every week but um, it is harder to get adults to to come to this kind of thing Mm. The phone never stops ringing with kids. All kids want to sing. Yeah, they but do. But I think with the adults, it's it's a confidence thing. But once they start, then they, they really enjoy it. Yeah, of course they do. So tell me a little bit about tomorrow night's shows. There are a couple of special guests as well. Yes. And tell me what it's all in aid of. Tell me about this little boy. Okay, so um, tomorrow, we're delighted to be uh, doing our concert again this year. We did it for him last year. Uh, Vincent Lyons is his name. And Vincent is a little boy who was diagnosed with Duchenne muscular dystrophy in January 2017. Now, I didn't know what uh, Duchenne muscular dystrophy was um, it's a genetic disorder characterised by progressive muscle degeneration and weakness. Mm. Unfortunately there is no cure um, but there is treatment available. So I met with Vincent's mum the other day and she gave me an update on where they are at the moment sourcing the much needed treatment for Vincent and Unfortunately, she didn't really have any good news for me. Uh, They're currently having problems um, getting treatment signed off. Right. Um, At the moment, they're in continuous talks with the hospital and the company about Vincent's future and what can be done to help him. They're exploring all options to get Vincent the treatment he really needs. Um, Their dream would be uh, gene therapy. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
but at the moment they're just waiting to see what the future holds. Uh, unfortunately, as we wait, um, Vincent is deteriorating. He's beginning to show difficulty in walking and recent test results confirm his decline. But the money we raise at tomorrow's concert will go straight to Vincent. Um, I am blown away by the generosity of people who have donated online and with raffle prizes. And we are expecting a very big crowd tomorrow. So so that's great. Um The concert is half seven tomorrow in the Oak Centre, Dumboyne. And if you can't make my fantastic concert, but you still would like to make a donation to Vincent, if you log on to uh, www.victoryforvincent, that's number four, uh, victoryforvincent.com, there is a GoFund link there and you can give a donation. Sarah, I can feel the passion coming across the desk at me here from you. The passion for music, the passion for your choirs and this concert tomorrow night and to raise money for young Vincent. Tell me something. It just struck me. If you weren't working in music, what would you be doing? Because your passion for it is huge. I can't imagine you doing anything (laughs) else. But just suppose you weren't working in music. What would you be at? To be perfectly honest, I mean, I, I really can't imagine myself music is my life it really is and I can't even believe that I you know had even thought about pursuing a career in something else like art college art this really is just my life Yeah Sarah do you know something I want to thank you so much for coming in to talk to us we'll just recap again now so the Sarah Bass plus the Vocal Vibes Choir and the Children's Choir perform their special Christmas concert in the Oak Centre in Dunboyne tomorrow night from half past seven tickets are available at the door and we're going to play out now with a sample of what you can expect tomorrow evening. When you try your best but you don't succeed When you get what you want but not what you need When you feel so tired
The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, the Renault Dealer of the Year and most Google-reviewed dealership in Ireland. For award-winning customer service you can trust, visit us today. Blackstone Motors, drive with peace of mind. 041-983-1100. Welcome back to The Late Lunch. And as I promised earlier, we're going to talk movies now. We're going to talk Christmas movies. So I've joined Sinead and Ross in the studio to talk about this because, of course, Christmas wouldn't be Christmas, would it, without the family sitting down to watch a good movie? Oh, yes. You two are the resident movie buffs. I am the opposite. You are not in any way in tune with the whole movie thing at all, Joan. What's going on there? Not great. But look, I'm going to sit here and learn. Okie dokie. So away you go. I think Christmas as well is, you know, it's it's the time for movies Mm. because... um, um, you know, you're just after eating your Christmas dinner. You are too full to move. And I suppose for a lot of people, if you're sitting down on the couch and if the remote's on the coffee table, it may as well be on another planet because you're so full of turkey and stuff and you're not going to reach it and grab it. But it's it's a it's a it's an important part. Yeah. Well, should I would I kick it off then with my I number 10? Absolutely. OK, so this one for me uh, stars Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. And it's probably like not as well known as some of the other ones but I love it because it's really really funny it's called Four Christmases and the two of them play a high powered couple they both come from really dysfunctional families divorced parents and it turns them off the idea of getting married themselves so every year in order to avoid Christmas they basically go off on holidays and they tell their family that they're off doing charity work or something like this you know but the third year that they decide to do this uh, they plan to go to Fiji but they're trapped in San Francisco airport by a fog bank and it cancels all their outbound flights and they end up being interviewed by a news crew so their family know that they're actually here so they have to go to basically each parent hence the four Christmases so I have a little clip for you here Jonah this is great this is um, they've been roped into uh, sort of doing a nativity play playing Mary and Joseph uh, in the mother's church group and uh, the the girl Kate played by Reese Witherspoon is absolutely petrified and she's overcome with stage fright and Vince Vaughn's character is really getting into the moment and he's just loving playing the role of okay. Joseph so here it is Hallelujah God, I don't feel good maybe you should hold the baby Sweetheart I gotta get my instrument loose just remember acting is reacting and Joseph and Mary went up from Galilee and out of the city of Nazareth okay Find your truth. I'm gonna blow the roof off this. There was no room in the inn. They stayed in the stable. And Mary wrapped the baby in swaddling clothes and placed him in a manger. And Mary wrapped the baby in swaddling clothes and placed him in a manger. Brad, help me swaddle. I gotta say my line. We're losing the audience. It's dead air out there. It's dead air, right? dead air. We all know about dead air <laughs> in here. Anyway, so that's really, really funny. If you want to check it out, it's called Four Christmases. I'll try. So, Ross, what have you got for number ten? Yeah, well, mine's um, Jingle All the Way, which came out in 1996, and uh, I'm a massive Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. And I suppose when he started doing family comedies, it just seemed like a natural kind of uh, fit for him. But um, this movie, the, the plot really focuses on two rival fa- fathers 
Uh, one is a workaholic father played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the other is a stressed out postal worker who's played by 90s, well known 90s comedian Sinbad. I'm not sure if he made too much waves over this side of the world, but he'd be well known in America. So both of them are desperately trying to get a Turbo Man action figure for their respective sons um, and it's a chaotic last minute shopping spree on Christmas Eve. Now I think a lot of parents will be able to understand the stresses of trying to find the perfect tie for their children uh, especially if they leave it at the last minute like the two fathers in this movie and of course every year there is there is that one tie that just becomes insanely popular and uh, it's just impossible to get anywhere but uh, this movie is brilliant. It has a Great supporting cast as well. Phil Hartman, who a lot of people would know as being Troy McClure in The Simpsons. He also had a stint on Saturday Night Live. He plays um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, obnoxious uh, neighbour who's moving in on his wife. And he's just uh, he's just a joy to watch. He's very funny. Uh, as well as that, you have Jake Lloyd, who went on to play um, Darth Vader in uh, Phantom, oh, yes. Menace. Yeah, yeah. The Phantom Menace. Um, but yeah, as, 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 as I was saying, a lot of parents would be able to understand the stresses and strains of trying to procure those uh, those hard to find toys, especially so close to Christmas. And this, the the clip I have here mm-hmm. is just yep. um, the two fathers, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, um, stopping off at a toy store, inquiring about the action figure, and basically being laughed out the door. Oh, excuse me. Yes, I'm trying to find a gentleman doll. Me too. Me too. Do you have any more in the bag? <laughs> what? I see nothing. <laughs> What did I say? These guys are looking for a turbo man? A gentleman dog, yes. <laughs> They're looking for turbo man. <laughs> Where have you guys been? Turbo man's only the hottest selling Christmas toy ever. <laughs> I love that. That's brilliant. Joan, should we go? Tr- should we fly to our next nine and and eight, maybe on this list to get Absolutely. to get moving? Okay, Absolutely. now I have a one, and I know it's not set at Christmas or anything like that, but um, every year in my house, the hills become alive with the oh, sound of music because movie. we have Julie Andrews and company, of course. And I don't think this one needs really much of an introduction, but just in case you haven't seen it, uh, the story of a former nun, Fraulein Maria, sent to work as a governess for the Rich Van Trapp family, and she makes their way and makes her way into the hearts of the children and the stone-hearted Captain Von Trapp and there's so many amazing uh, music and song and everything else in that film so it's my definitely my number nine 53 years old that movie is yes imagine and it's still a classic it's still fresh it's fabulous still classic today and my number eight uh, is starring Bill Murray and it's a different take on The Christmas Carol Bill plays Frank Cross a TV boss who is trying to screen Dickens A Christmas Carol for TV on Christmas Eve and he makes all his staff work on the holiday like Scrooge, he's mean and only interested in ensuring high ratings and he's visited by three ghosts and it's just Bill Murray at his absolute best. So that's my number eight and it's always on over the Christmas as well. It's so actually interesting that you should mention Scrooge because my number nine is the, the Muppet Christmas Carol, which ah. of course is the same the same story just retold with the Muppets. And there's many adaptions, uh, as we said, Scrooge is one of them of this story. But uh, for me, the Muppet Christmas Carol is my favourite. Um, it has... Great, uh, great songs. Um, it's great to see them up at sea, you know, in all their in, in action as well. And Michael Caine as well as Ebenezer as Ebenezer Scrooge, excuse me. Um, he has a really great underrated or understated performance. Uh, so there's a lot of laughs throughout. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's my favourite um, adaption of of Charles Dickens' uh, novella. Um, and my number eight would be Gremlins, something a bit different. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I suppose you're going to get tired of the same old stuff at Christmas. So it's good to have like a, a comedy horror movie in there. 
Um, you know, there's so much to love about the, the gremlins. So I, de- I decided uh, I put on the cute mogwai and those crazy gremlins. Um, as oh, little running, gizmo. Little, oh, gizmo, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so um, it has to be on the list for me. So, so cute. I'm sorry, guys. You know something? It's terrible. I, I haven't seen half of these movies you're talking about. I think The Sound of Music is the only one I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Gremlins, but I didn't watch it. Well, I'm maybe, terrible. Maybe listeners might text us as well. Make sure, yeah. uh, tell us, let us know what uh, their Christmas movies are. Uh, Joan, what do you think? Absolutely. Text us or WhatsApp us on 0861800658 with your favourite Christmas movies. We'll be talking more about this after the break. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, the Renault Dealer of the Year and most Google-reviewed dealership in Ireland. For award-winning customer service you can trust, visit us today. Blackstone Motors. Drive with peace of mind. 041-983-1100. Welcome back to Late Lunch, where myself, Sinead and Ross are having the chats about our favourite Christmas movies. Um, I just revealed to my two colleagues here that I'm not really a fan of movies of any kind, really. So they're, they're yeah, they're booing me. from the, <laughs> But there is one movie I did love. And actually, this week, it's 29 years since it hit the screens. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Who remembers that one? That's a great movie. Clark Griswold. Oh, my Classic. God. He's hilarious, isn't he, Chevy Chase? I used to love that movie. But that's the only one I can think of, lads, that comes to mind for me. Well, I have I a really little loved. surprise for you, Joan. You because do? I dug out just a little 10-second clip just for you when you mentioned this earlier on. Do you want to have a little listen? Oh, deadly. Okay, yeah, here, here, here he is, the Griswolds. Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. You've got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. I love that. Brings back great, great memories. Brings back great memories. So should I fly through my next ones? Go ahead. Okay, so we're on number seven. Now, I can't really reveal my number seven because it's Ross's number one. Okay, know, so we'll just... that's really weird, huh? How yeah. yeah. seven is your number one. Your number one is mine you as well, actually, Ross. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, I actually yeah. agree with Ross on the number Maybe one. Maybe people can guess what our number one is, 0861800658. And there are people texting us their, their movies as well, so we get to them in a second. But my number six is Trading Places. Now, if you haven't seen this, this is absolutely brilliant. Uh, upper crust executive Louis Winthorpe, the third play by Dan Aykroyd, and Down and Out Hustler Billy Rain Valentine played by Eddie Murphy are the subjects of a bet by successful brokers Mortimer and Randolph Duke. So um, basically Winthorpe is an employee of theirs and he's framed by the brothers for a crime that he didn't commit and uh, they basically swap places so they put the Down and Out character in his role in the stock market kind of you know executive Mm. and they put him as the Down and Out and it's just comedy gold and it's kind of set at Christmas time uh, you have the snow and all the rest and they're trying to buy stocks in the new year so that's where the sort of Christmas theme comes it comes in but it's really really funny if you haven't seen it so that's my number six and my number five is actually the same as yours Ross which I'm going to let you talk about your six and five you can you can tell us Brilliant, a quick rundown there for me. So uh, Seven is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. And it's kind of more as the same as the first movie, as the same bad guys, the same tricks and turns and the same humour. The only difference, I suppose, is is that it uh, has a magical setting of New York at Christmas. Obviously, it's less original than the first, but still it's good enough to make my top ten. And then on number six, we have Bad Santa. Um, now, obviously, it's a bit, uh, it's, a, it's a black comedy. It's for the grown-ups. It's and you definitely don't, for the grown-ups. Yeah, you don't want to be showing that. To, yeah, yeah, you want to be very careful about that. But that's my number six um, for the adults out there. Do not show your kids that, though. And, and as you said, our number fives are the same. Um, it's Elf, which stars Will Farrell. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely love this film. Will Ferrell, uh, basically he believes all his life that he is in fact an elf, but he's a human child that ended up in the North Pole one Christmas and uh, he basically was taken in in an orphanage and he never knew who his dad was. He always thought that uh, a, a, an elf basically was his dad. So he's growing up larger than all the others in the North Pole <laughs> and his father actually tells him, listen, you're not actually an elf, you're a human boy, man now. So off you go and find your real dad. So that's what he does and it's absolutely brilliant and I think we have a little clip here Ross if you want to introduce it yeah yeah well this is um, this is where um, Buddy the Elf um, he starts working in a shopping mall in uh, New York and he confronts who he thinks is the real life Santa and ends up actually being the shopping mall Santa and he recognises that he isn't the real thing and starts to make a bit of a fuss about it who the heck are you what are you talking about I'm Santa Claus no you're not uh, why, why, of course I am. <laughs> well, if you're Santa, what song did I sing for you on your birthday this year? Uh, happy birthday, of course. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how old are you, son? Oh, you're a big boy. What's your name? Paul. And uh, what can I Paul, get you for Christmas? Don't tell him what you want. He's a liar. Let the kid talk. You disgust me. How can you live with yourself? Just cool it, Zippy. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> you sit on a throne of lies. I love it. That's brilliant. Um, so that was our, both our number five. So really quickly, my number four is Arthur Christmas. This is an animated film and Arthur is the youngest son of Santa Claus and he lives at the North Pole and uh, basically one Christmas Eve, his father returns from his last ever mission as Santa but Arthur realises that a child has been forgotten. One present wasn't delivered so he makes it his mission with the help of the Grand Santa, so his grandfather to make sure that the present is delivered on time. It's really, really original, really, really funny. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I think it's on Netflix at the minute and it's a great family Christmas film. And my number three is The Santa Claus absolute classic starring Tim Al- Allen as the reluctant Santa Claus. Uh, Scott Calvin uh, is his character's name. He ca- accidentally causes Santa to fall off his roof on Christmas Eve, finds himself donning the red suit in order to spread Christmas joy to the hearts of the nation and he and his young son Charlie finish St Nick's trip and deliveries and uh, they have to convince uh, uh, those out there that Santa is alive and well in the hearts of everybody so it's a really really funny uh, a Christmas film for me so I love it Ross yeah, what's your next one th- that's great strangely enough number four is The Santa Claus a great oh, okay. movie with Tim Allen yeah uh, following on that we have Love Actually um, it's you know a Christmas team romantic film it's um, uh, it's it's kind of the perfect Christmas romantic movie it has several interwoven storylines from an absolutely stellar cast and it deals with every aspect of love at Christmas so that's my number three um, my number two is Die Hard. Now, I know a lot of people say love it's not a Christmas a movie, movie, but um, it was even. It was on TV last night. Oh, that they, was on TV last night, yeah. It should be on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, since Stephen's <laughs> Day. Um, you know, even Bruce Willis came out and said it's not really a Christmas movie. Um, but I'd beg to differ. I think it definitely is a Christmas movie. And some critics have ranked the film on respective lists of all time best Christmas films. Um, Digital Spy number five best Christmas movie Empire number one Forbes number one so there you go there's the evidence it is a Christmas movie I love that selection but I think it's time drum roll for our number one so I want to reveal that my number one is of course It's a Wonderful Life the Frank Capra classic which tells the story of a kind man called George Bailey who's given up his dreams in order to help others uh, but he is in dire straits and on Christmas Eve an intervention of his guardian angel tells him about the lives he's touched and the people that he's helped along the way 
And Ross, what's your one? My one is Home Alone, which is probably not much of a surprise. <laughs> um, so it's, it's great Christmas viewing, especially if you're a child getting to watch Kevin um, yeah. Macaulay Culkin outsmart all the adults and really be the hero. Also, it's great after being ter- terrified of Joe Pesci and the likes of Casino and Goodfellas to see him in a comic performance such as this movie. So great, uh, great Christmas movie, essential watching over the festive period. So I think we just have time just to play a little bit of Home Alone. Here it is for you guys. <laughs> Where the hell did you take your shoes off? Why the hell are you dressed like a chicken? I'm up here, you morons! Come and get me! <laughs> you guys give up? Oh, you're thirsty for more. Brilliant, guys. Do you know what? Thanks a million for all that. I have a list now of movies that I have to watch. I learned so much, guys, and I've been shamed into watching these movies over the Christmas. Thanks a million. (laughs) No problem, Joan. We're going to come back to you with more Christmas stuff after news and sport. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. Association with Jerry's Fresh Foods. Their 2018 Christmas hamper collection make ideal gifts for family, friends, and work colleagues to suit all budgets. Jerry's Fresh Foods, Drada and Gary's. Welcome back to Late Lunch on LMFM. Now, just a few of your texts on your favourite movies at Christmas. Um, Maddie in Navin says her favourite movie is Santa Boot Camp. Nobody in here, none of us, my colleagues, Shane, no, ever no, heard of it? I never heard of it, so never I must go hunting that for that one. Yeah, that's a good one, Maddie. We've never heard of that one. Another texter says it's not a Christmas movie, but you can't beat Gone with the Wind with Clark Gable and oh, Vivian yeah. Lee, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you can't. And then Antoinette Connor says she loves Jack Frost, Santa Claus the Movie and Miracle on 34th Street so there's three movies from Antoinette and Paula Matthews says Jesus of Nazareth with Robert Powell that's another one that Robert I Powell don't know. is a very good like Jesus he he looks very like what you would imagine that sort of iconic yeah. image of Jesus it's a fabulous film it's another one yeah, I need really, to really look good. up and the last text is a Tim Burton movie The Nightmare Before Christmas do you know that was one. that was on my list Joan and that then I, I just got bumped by something else Home Alone I think might have bumped it yeah. off but it's a great one, it's yeah. a great movie. All the Tim Burton stuff is actually very different and, and very it's really, really good. So now that's we leave the movies there for the moment. We'll park those. So I just have a couple of community diary notices for you. So the nights are getting very cold now, as we know, and 20 hardy souls will take to the streets of Drogheda this Friday night for the Drogheda Homeless Aid annual sleepout. Now, it's the biggest fundraiser of the year for Drogheda Homeless Aid. If you see any of the participants on the streets, please support uh, whatever you can. And also transition year students in O'Carrollan College in Nobber are holding their Christmas themed fun run. They're calling it the Jingle Jog. It's on this Friday, the 7th of December, and it's in aid of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So all the first years and the transition years in O'Carrollan College in Nobber, they'll compete in a 5k walk or run. They're all going to be dressed up as Santa. They're going to run around Nobber GAA Club. There'll be a number of Christmas-themed games to be played on the day as well. So if you're in the area, pop down and give them your support. Now, back to my lovely producer and colleague Sinead. I believe you were out and about last week, last week even, and you were visiting a special children's 
acquired. Do you want to tell me a bit yes. about them? Yes. Now, I have struck up a very sort of uh, nice relationship, let's say, with firstly the Drogheda male voice choir that are here in the town. And they put on a show, a big show in the TLT every year. And this year it's on December 14th. And they're joined by two young choirs. One is the Lord's Youth Choir, which is an all-girls choir. And the, the next one is the Drogheda Boys Choir, which will hopefully be the next Drogheda male choir generation-wise, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So last year, the, the choir were only starting out and uh, they were headed for this big performance and this year they're one year on and ready to take the stage again so I sort of caught up with the lads to see how they were getting on now Joan these guys are just so adorable like they're about I think the youngest might be seven or eight up to about maybe twelve they're just lovely and they have a really nice performance as well for us lovely can't wait to hear it Blackstone Motors Drogheda the Renault Dealer of the Year and most Google reviewed dealership in Ireland for award winning customer service you can trust visit us today Blackstone Motors drive with peace of mind 041 It's November time again and musical groups around the region are preparing to perform their annual Christmas show. I'm outside the Loaves and Fishes in Ballsgrove, Drogheda as a very special choir are busy rehearsing for their performance at the TLT Theatre in Drogheda alongside the Drogheda Male Voice Choir on December 14th. I met this choir this time last year when they were only up and running a few months and I saw them perform on stage and they were absolutely brilliant. So I'm eager to see how the Drogheda Boys Choir are getting on one year later. Renowned local singer and musician Sharon Gaynor is musical director of the choir and she joins me and I can't believe it's pretty much been a year since I was talking to you last. No, I can't believe it myself. It feels like it's been a few months since we were having this (laughs) conversation and we were only really up and running this time last year. So yeah, it's just around so fast. Now last year when I spoke to you, yeah, you were only a couple of weeks really mm-hmm. up and running and the guys were preparing for this big massive show on the TLT and I was in the audience and can yeah. I just say they were amazing and here we are again. Yeah. Tell us first of all, how did the choir come about? So I was contacted from uh, a couple of members of the male voice choir, uh, Tom Finnegan and Tom Murphy, who approached me and asked me would I be interested in taking on the boys choir? And to which obviously I did and we started off in 2017, September 2017 with our choir and we're now a year into it and the boys have come on immensely, really, really have surpassed all our expectations and how quickly they've evolved into sounding like a very polished uh, ensemble and uh, we're very proud of their achievement to date. They're doing wonderful. And this year, I think everyone's going to see a huge difference because, as you said, this time last year, we were very much, you know, only only new and up and coming. And they've done their first performance to a live audience of 900 plus people. And But this time they're going to do the same. But this time they're going to be more experienced. They have songs that are doing in two and three part harmony, whereas last year we would have been in unison. Um, so yeah we've upped our game this year a little bit more pressure is on too you know but it's all good and tell me now what age are, did the kids range from what's the youngest and to the oldest so the youngest range is from 7 to 14 and all mm. ages in between so we've quite an eclectic mix <laughs> now I know myself being a parent of a child that's in a choir it's a fantastic activity for them to get into it builds the confidence and everything do you see changes in the guys from this time last year oh absolutely 100% which is I think 
the most rewarding part of it to see, you know, some of the boys that came in quite shy. Uh, and, you know, there maybe some of these individuals would have preferred in the beginning to to sit back and, and sing with the choir. And, you know, some of the boys that would have started out like that are now saying that they'd love to do solos and, and they're taking a step forward. And, you know, you can see them growing in confidence, which is really wonderful. It's it's actually the most rewarding part for me to see them, you know, grow in confidence. And then step outside of the comfort zone, absolutely. And tell me then about this Christmas show, because this is the highlight of my calendar year. Every year when I see the John Mel Voice Choir perform, and of course the Lord's Youth Choir as well. Uh, tell us what you're preparing for this year. So this year um, we are doing Carol of the Bells and we're also doing a song called Christmas Star, a John Williams song from, a lot of people would recognise it from the movie Home Alone 2. Uh, so we're working on those uh, for the boys and also we're going to be joining the male voice choir in a Latin hymn called Gadete and Silent Night as well, which of course we all know Silent Night, but it's going to be the boys choir with the male voice choir so I think that's going to be very special. So they're learning a tricky enough song at the minute tell us about tonight's rehearsal and what they're learning. So tonight's rehearsal we're focusing on Gaudete which is a Latin piece um, and we're trying to get that now into two-part harmony uh, which is tonight's rehearsal and then the male voice choir are going to be singing the harmonies underneath that again so when it comes together that blend of the boys voices you know and the male voice is going to be Wonderful. I'm excited. I haven't heard it myself yet. I've only heard our own rehearsal. So I'm excited to hear all the voices together. I think it's going to be really, really magnificent. Oh, I can't wait to hear that because I do love the, the draw the male voice choir sound. And just from coming in the door and hearing the strains of the boys uh, performance already, I'm really looking forward to that. Now, we spoke earlier about, um, you know, choir building confidence and that kind of thing. Now, positive mental health and mental health awareness is a real buzzword at the minute. Singing and being involved in the choir must do wonders for mental health as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm like, there has been research into... You know, they're saying now that music is is a great outlet for, uh, you know, like it's going back to confidence and things like that again, building self-esteem, singing is a great, you know, it releases these endorphins, those feel-good endorphins that we need, um, you know, to feel good in ourselves. So it's, it's, it's one outlet, it's not the only way, you know, obviously sports and there's all sorts of things that, you know, can attribute to good mental health and that, but certainly music is is a, a wonderful thing. I think it's it's a wonderful gift to be able to express and to be involved in, um, and especially for the choir. It's a, it's a community. It's a sense of community as well as, you know, expression and things like that as well. So absolutely, I think for, for the feel-good factor, it, it is absolutely wonderful. So we're a year on. Tell us what has been the highlight of the year for you so far with these lads. Let me see. Well, certainly the TLT last year was certainly one because I I think even as we were preparing for it last year, I don't think the the boys really understood, you know, how how big of a deal it was until they had done it. And uh, I think the fact that they they done that performance and done it so well was a massive achievement for them, which in turn was part of them growing in confidence as a choir as well. So, So that was really, really good. I just think overall... Um, you know, their level has come from really ground zero, singing everything in unison, and now we're in three-part harmony, and 
going back to like I was saying before, now we have people volunteering to do solos. So to come from, you know, a, gr- a group of shy boys that I was trying to, you know, get them to come out of their shells are, are well and truly out of those shells now and singing beautifully. They really, really are. So I just think the progress overall has been, you know, the, the, the big highlight. Absolutely, absolutely. Perfect. Well, Sharon, I'm going to let you get back to the boys and the busy rehearsal. But for now, best of luck on the 14th of December. And thanks a million for joining us. Thank you, Sinead. Pleasure. Hi boys, how are you? I'm Sinead. I think I spoke to some of you guys last year. Okay, we're going to huddle. We're going to huddle around here, okay? So the first thing, I'm, go- I'm going to go to you. What's your name again? Remind me, because my memory is rubbish from last year. Tell me what's your name? Uh, my name's Jamie Rock. Jamie Rock. Okay, Jamie Rock. This time last year, I was talking to you and you'd only been a new member of the choir. Now it's a year on. Tell me, how are you feeling about the choir now, a year later? I feel like I know people better now and I like know people's voices now so I find it a lot easier to sing songs with them. And were you one of the lads last year that told me that you'd love to be on the X Factor singing? Yeah, I was. I see, I knew, I knew I'd remember something. And do you still feel like that? Do you still love it? Yeah, I still, I still want to do that. Brilliant. So you decided to join the choir because you've just got this love of singing or what sort of inspired you to join? I just, um, in third class, my teacher, Miss Delan, she just inspired me to start singing. So she did singing in class. So I just loved it ever since then, really. So you have lots of new friends with you this year that I'm going to talk to. First of all, I'm going to talk to this young man. What's your name? Peter Connor. Tell me, Peter, are you a long time member of the choir from a year ago or have you just joined? Well, sort of a long time member as such. So tell me, what? why did you decide to join? Well, from like... When I was young, like four, when since I've been ever to talk, I was like, ba ba black sheep, that song, and I just really loved singing. And then it just came to me that I really was like watching X Factor every Sunday night, and then like I did plays at for my school, and then I did the singing competition school Scarlet Stairs, and then that just encouraged me from then on to keep on doing singing. Okay, so you were really really into it. So tell us, what's the best thing about being involved in this particular choir? Well, it's because when you're in a choir, it's like if you're nervous, there's no need to be nervous because you're surrounded with people. And say, for example, if you make like a tiny mistake with words, uh, they're there to back you up as such. Okay, Kieran Farrell, tell me what is your favourite song to sing in this choir? Uh, Somewhere Only We Know. Oh, I do like that one as well. Can you give me a little bar of it? I'm putting you on the spot. I walked across an empty land. I knew the pathway like the back of my hand. That was amazing. Well done. And I just put you on the spot there as well. So what's it like performing with the male voice choir on the stage? Because I know you were here with me last year as well. I remember your face. What was it like going out on that stage and performing with the Draw the Male Voice Choir? I was kind of nervous, but when I went out, my face was red, but... It was fun and... But nerve-wracking. Yeah. Okay, okay. So tell me about this big concert coming up then. What's your name, first of all? Nathan. Nathan, what's your surname? Yeshida. So tell me, when did you join the choir, first of all? Um, last year. Yeah. Okay, so you were here last year as well. And how did you feel walking out on the stage with the Draw the Male Voice Choir? Was it magic? Well, first I, I felt very nervous looking at all the people, but then I kind of got used to look, looking at them. And when I sing songs, I really enjoyed it. And 
what have you made many friends now in this choir? Would all these guys here around you be your friends, yeah? Yeah, I made some new friends at school. Some of these people are in my school, so we get to have a little chat and all. Okay, so you have friends here as well. And if you were to encourage other boys to join the choir, what would you say to them? I would say, don't get nervous because there's always these people to back you up. That's brilliant. I really like that whole message of the boys backing each other up. So um, what's the favourite song then for everybody to perform then at this Christmas show? What's like, what does everyone really love to perform really well? Carol of the Bells. So will we go back in and maybe hear a bit of that, do you think? Is it the most confident of that? Okay, boys, you can go back in. Lead the way, lead the way. They they said Carol of the Bells seems to be the one that they performed the best. Wonderful voices there from the Drogheda Boys Choir singing us out this afternoon and they'll be performing on December the 14th at the TLT. And that's it for today's Late Lunch. Thank you to all my guests today and we'll do it all again tomorrow from half past one. Bye bye for now. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.